You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about Grace Space Christian Coaching. I heard about this through my friend Amy of Amy Believes in Pink, who also was interviewed on this podcast. But Grace Space Christian Coaching is for purpose-driven women who crave more. If you're feeling scattered, stuck, or overwhelmed and are ready to take courageous steps on your goals and dreams and grow deeper in your relationship with yourself, others, and faith, then your Christian then Christian coaching may be a great fit for you. It'll support you living the life with so much intention and purpose. Alexandra, the founder of Grace Space Christian Coaching and professional certified master life coach, personally knows what it feels like to battle perfectionism and feel empty no matter how full your calendar may be. I know we've all been there. I've been there before. This led her to become a coach for women who might be feeling the same way. She partners with her clients to experience freedom, joy, and peace that comes from living the life in alignment with your values. Alexandra coaches virtually either over the phone or through video, so you can partner together from whenever, from wherever and whenever you are comfortable. We are super excited to share that Alexandra is extending an exclusive offer to Preppy Podcast listeners. When you purchase a package with Grace Space Christian Coaching, mention the Preppy Podcast and you'll receive $100 off. You'll learn more over at gracespacechristiancoaching.com and reserve your clarity call with her today. You can also connect with Grace Space Christian Coaching over on Instagram at gracespacechristiancoaching or through their podcast, Fruitful Faith women on a mission. Today I'm interviewing Gresham, the jewelry designer behind Gresham Jewelry. I had no idea she'd been making bracelets since she was a kid and even continued through college. I love her easygoing, stretchy bracelets that you can wear every single day, and they come in just about any color you can think of. Listen and learn all about her love for designing and appreciation for jewelry. Don't forget to visit thepreppypodcast.com for more episodes, links, and the merch to shop. Also, follow me at Preppy Publicist and at the Preppy Podcast on social media. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? I am Gresham Make. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas, and I am a jewelry designer um, primarily, but I own the company called Gresham, which is um, a fashion jewelry company, and we also carry a lot of lifestyle and um kind of home and tabletop um, pieces as well. So fun. So now were you always creative as a kid growing up or entrepreneurial or designing jewelry? Like talk to me a little bit about growing up in your childhood. Yeah. So I, um, there's actually a funny story of when I was about, oh, 10 years old. I, my youngest sister was being born and I had the rest of my siblings lined up stringing beads for me. (laughs) I kind of like to say I always, I kind of made friendship bracelets like every other little girl. I just never stopped. Um, I've always, always loved jewelry. I've loved learning techniques and different ways to make jewelry. Um, 
And I really, I, I mean, I had my first little trunk show um, at my mom's friend's house in the sixth grade. And I never stopped. I just continued to um, learn different techniques and start doing more shows. And um, yeah. That's awesome. I always think it's so interesting when people find their passion so early. Um, I had interviewed Taylor from Hazen and Co. And then uh, uh, Kaylee from Smith and Quinn. And both of those women, just like you, you know, discovered what they like doing and what they had a talent in so early, which I think is so nice. Um, and I'm sure, you know, obviously you evolve over those times. And like you said, you learn different techniques and all. Um, but that's so great that you had this passion so early. So now what did you end up studying and where? Like, did it have to do with jewelry and design or was it something completely different and you were just still making things on the side? Or talk to me a little bit about, you know, college and studying. Yeah, so I went to the University of Mississippi, which is also known as Ole Miss, and um, unfortunately, they did not have like a textile or um, small arts department, Um, and so I kind of transitioned my area of study towards liberal arts, and I kind of studied the history behind jewelry creation and... um, I combined actually four minors, English, studio art, art history, and Italian language to really study um, Italian Renaissance jewelry. Um, So that was my core focus was kind of like the history behind where jewelry has been and, you know, how it's transitioned, you know, over centuries. Um, So, yeah. That's so cool. So what specifically drew you then? towards that Italian Renaissance, like, was that just something as you were making jewelry as a kid, you kind of were interested in learning about or always had a flair for that? It was was really just like, as I started studying art history, I realized Mm -hmm. that for some reason, probably due to the the style of jewelry design from the medieval and Renaissance periods, Mm -hmm. and also the, the colorful gemstones that really were prominent during those time periods were attractive to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was during that time that a lot of the modern day techniques that are still used today um, were invented. And so I really, I don't know, that's just what truly appealed to me. And I was super curious to to learn more about it and how that applies to jewelry design um, today. That's so cool. I feel like sometimes um, there are designers and they kind of just have an interest in something and just, you know, almost get lucky in what they do. Yeah. But it sounds like you really have built this foundation and a background and know the ins and outs of jewelry and the history and the industry. And I love that. We actually were just at the the Met and the Met Cloisters over the weekend mm-hmm. um, and looked at all the old like medieval jewelry. So I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And it's so yeah. cool. <laughs> it Well, it's really just amazing because unfortunately, in this day and age, you know, handcrafted art is just not as um, common or mm-hmm. as valuable or valued um, as it was, you know, hundreds of years ago. But Definitely. So now what was your first career then? You know, you studied a little bit of jewelry and then did you just go into owning your own business or continuing, I guess, at that point into owning your own jewelry business or did you work for someone else or intern mm-hmm. anywhere or did you just dive right in? So throughout college, um, again, I never quit really making jewelry on my Mm -hmm. own and selling it to friends and family. 
But towards the end of my time at Ole Miss, um, several stores started carrying my pieces. And I started doing, you know, more and more trunk shows and different things like that, where I was kind of making some good amount of money. And um, when I graduated, I really, I was like most people. I mean, I I had a dream. Yes, I want to be a jewelry designer. But in reality, like, is that is that actual? Like, can mm-hmm. I really do that and pay the bills? Um, I was, you know, a little nervous to even go there thinking that I could do it on my own. But I did have a few shows towards the end of my senior year that really gave me the confidence to say, okay, like if I go out and I really hit the ground running and I push on, you know, growing my line and growing my brand awareness, like maybe I can do this. Mm So I actually graduated and I told myself I'm going to take six months, um, see if I can make this jewelry thing work, do trunk shows, go to markets, try to get my name out there. Um, And if not, you know, then I'll go, I'll go work somewhere else and praise the Lord. Everything really worked out. um, And we've kind of just taken off from there. Um, That's amazing. So now, what were some of the first steps, I guess, to making it official? Like when you decided to dive in uh, full time and go after this dream, like did you make a website or were you really focusing on wholesale? So you developed a line sheet and, you know, started making relationships with stores or go to a market. Like what were some of those first steps then um, to really making this plan in action? Uh, you know, it was really gradual. Um, again, I, I, I really kind of just hit the ground running, not knowing exactly how and what and when and where to do whatever to make a business. Um, so there was definitely a lot of trial and error, but I, I, um, I kind of honed in and said, okay, what's my name going to be? What's my logo going to be? And I got all of those details kind of ironed out. And I then, um, started really pushing wholesale and trying to get into retailers because, you know, this was about 10 or 12 years ago and social media was not anywhere near it is where it is now. Um, And so trade shows were really the the greatest area to kind of expose yourself to, you know, to more states and more stores. And so I did a lot of traveling, a lot of shows. um, And then over the years, we've kind of shifted that focus from wholesale to more online and, okay. you know, more social media interaction and driving sales digitally. Definitely. Wow. So how would you describe your brand then to someone who's not familiar with it? Like what sums up, you know, what you do and who you are? I, if I had to pick like three keywords, I would say colorful, lively, and effortless. I Um, love that. Yeah, we just, we have a really happy-go-lucky aesthetic, and we really try to create products and jewelry that anybody can wear, and it's easy to wear, and you can wear it, you know, sun up to sundown, and we want to look cute, but not like we tried really hard. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I love how many colors your bracelets come in specifically. (laughs) Yeah, we love color over here. (laughs) Um, how has your brand changed over the years then? Like, 
I, I think people mostly, if they know you, know you for, you know, your one bracelet that kind of just like stretches, slides on and has the pearl. But was that one of your first designs or did that come later? Like what did you, how did it evolve over, I guess, the years, your your designs? Yeah. So, you know, I, really, I guess my jewelry designs have kind of evolved with how I personally have evolved, mm-hmm. meaning... Um, you know, now I am a mom and I'm very active and I'm kind of on the go all the time. Um, and so I want and need jewelry pieces that are truly easy to wear, um, easy to put on, they're lightweight. And so I really kind of focus on, okay, okay, well then what, what makes that? Uh, how do we create that? And what would I be comfortable wearing on a day-to-day basis? Um, And it's kind of changed, you know, throughout time of more statement pieces um, versus more simplicity. And we always try to kind of keep up with the trends, but Mm -hmm. all the while maintaining, you know, some classic core pieces um, that really never go out of style. Definitely. Um, And we kind of talked a little bit about how you spread the word. We talked about, you know, the trunk shows and now how it's more on social media. But I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper on that about spreading the word now, because I feel like some listeners, you know, they are aspiring designers or maybe they're just starting out. So I think people are always interested in that. And I think you do a great job on your social media. Like it's, it's colorful and it's, it's well styled and, but it's not too, like you have great pictures with models in your jewelry, but also you and like real life. So talk to me a little bit about that and like, you know, the, the thought behind that and all. Yeah. So we, um, it's funny you asked that we actually had a really, um, big branding meeting a few months ago where we talked exactly about this and the direction that we wanted to um, take Gresham on a go forward basis. Um, I think it's really important to me and my entire team to keep the focus of our brand very personal Mm -hmm. um, and really true to who we actually are and who I am and what, um, what we do, what, who we are, what we think. And if that means staying smaller, you know, we're willing to do that because we just want it to be totally authentic. And, you know, whether that means including imagery of me and my family or our home or, you know, more personal details like that, um, that is definitely something that's important to us. Um, instead of taking it super commercial and, um, you know, a little more sterile. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, we, we really try to keep that balance of, you know, kind of integrating Gresham as a lifestyle, but also as a product, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, you do a great job. And I mean, you have great style and taste. I love even just your pictures of your home and your kids. So it's definitely a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been your greatest success, would you say? Like, what are you really proud of that you've been able to do with your business so far? You know, I am the most proud that we're still here. I mean, it's been 10 years and we are extremely fortunate and blessed that over that time period, you know, it's been a steady growth and uphill um, for us. And that's a lot to say. Mm -hmm for a company and especially a small business. Um, there's obviously been, you know, ups and downs and trials, but 
our team has continued to grow. We've um, hired more people than we've ever had before and are in more stores than we've ever been in. Um, we were definitely, you know, at, at the highest peak that we have yet to have been, and especially coming off of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, that's a huge, huge blessing that we don't take for granted. Um, and I think that I'm just the most proud that we've, we have fought through all of the challenges that there have been over the years um, and never really given up. So definitely. And on the flip side to that, then what, what's been the greatest challenge? It was that the pandemic, would you say, or, you know, is it maybe balance as a wife and a mom or what, what's the challenge would you say with the business? Um, you know, fortunately the pandemic was very kind to us, mm-hmm. I think primarily because we are e-commerce and, you know, don't have the, the burden of a brick and mortar and all the overhead that comes with that. Um, so that really did not affect us in a negative way. Um, but I would say the greatest challenge has been kind of just constantly over the years deciding when the next move is mm-hmm. um, and being, you know, having the faith and the confidence to take the leap in the next step of growing the business. Um, you know, because every time you do make those big decisions, it's a gamble and, you know, nobody can predict the future. And um, I think just trying to make those wise decisions about growth has probably been, you know, a constant thing that's always going on. Yeah. So you also carry um, some clothing pieces on your website and then some vintage cool home pieces. Uh, So talk to me a little bit about that. I assume that's an extension of, you know, the lifestyle of the brand, but does it also come from an interest in, you know, your your taste in interiors and entertaining because I feel like I see that on social media you know with your home and everything's so beautiful so is it something just that's sort of a passion that then you integrated or what was the decision behind that yeah so over I would say like the past five to seven years um we've slowly kind of started to incorporate other um products or other aspects um to Gresham I I paint and I've had a lot of um, commissions and requests to paint, you know, if only there was so much time in the day, (laughs) I would love to do that full time too. And, you know, that was probably the first thing that I also kind of sold on the side and especially really over the past few years while social media has blossomed into this just world of engagement, um, you know, and kind of hand in hand with what I was talking about with sharing my lifestyle and my personal taste um, on our business feed, we found that our customers were interested in the glassware. I personally have collected vintage glassware for, you know, years and years and years. And we had so many requests, people asking, well, are you selling that? Can I buy that? Um, And so kind of just picking up on little things like that, we have decided to curate small batch collections of, you know, it might be glassware or it might be tabletop or it might be a small dress collection. Um, But things that really resonate with who we are, that go hand in hand with our jewelry, that um, aesthetically look great with our jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of where that blossomed from. But it's been really fun to incorporate those small batch collections over the past couple of years. Definitely. And I don't know how I missed that you were an artist too, um, but that's amazing. So tell me a little bit about that then. Has that always just been another passion of yours? 
you know, when I, like I said, at Ole Miss, they did not have, you know, the small arts Mm -hmm. textiles or jewelry, um, you know, metal or anything. And so I focused on watercolor and actually ceramics and pottery. Um, One of my minors was studio art. And so those were my two areas of focus um, there. And yeah, I just, you know, if you scroll my Instagram, you might see some paintings. They're super colorful, of course. (laughs) Um, But they, you know, I would start using them as backgrounds for pictures and that kind of thing. And um, people kind of picked up on, well, where'd you get that, that art? Um, And so I have, I I don't do it nearly as much as I wish I did Mm -hmm. solely because of a lack of time. Yeah. But it is, it's really nice to kind of step back and, you know, paint with big strokes versus making small little strokes, wiring jewelry away. (laughs) Definitely. So where do you get inspiration from when it comes to, you know, designing a new collection or something like who or what or where are you finding inspiration from? You know, I don't really have one specific area. You know, the cliche is always travel, but truly, you know, I I think that travel is probably one of the most um, enhancing things to anybody's worldview, whether Mm -hmm. it's learning more about architecture, art, or history of a building. Um, You know, I just always try to kind of keep my eyes peeled for what's on trend and, you know, what's going on in the magazines. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, with different pieces, it's inspired different places and also back to kind of the lifestyle that I'm currently living, you know, I'm inspired right now by people who are on the go all the time and Mm -hmm. don't have time to really get super dolled up in the mornings every day. So, you know, they still want to have some jewelry on them and be presentable. What, what does that look like? Mm Mm-hmm. And how can we make that happen? Definitely. So speaking of that, then who would be your dream customer? Like a celebrity or an influencer or a royal? Like who do you think is the Gresham girl that, you know, would be great for you? Oh, my. That's a great <laughs> question. Um, you know, my celebrity fave who has always just flourished throughout the years is always been Reese Witherspoon. Um uh-huh. I feel like she's got just such a lighthearted spirit and um, happy, colorful personality that she she would love our jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's funny because literally I would say 99% of the people I interview say her. <laughs> I think uh, exactly. she's just I – mean, She appeals to everybody, you know? Yeah, especially our generation. I feel like, you know, she's going to be like the Audrey Hepburn or something like that looking back. She appeals to – and, you know – my mom's age, but then my younger sister's age. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, that's really where we want our jewelry to be is on the grandmothers, the mothers and the daughters um, of all ages. So since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? Like, how would you describe it? What's preppy to you? Preppy to me always resonates with beachy. Um, Mm -hmm. As you know from our recent Nantucket collection, I've grown up going to Nantucket, which is in the Northeast and obviously the epitome of preppy. Um, but personally to me, preppy means kind of understated, just class. Um, timeless pieces, effortless, you know, white linen um, with with pops of color and accessories. Um, 
Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, What's one tip that you have for balance and, you know, getting things done as a a mom, a wife, and a business owner? Do you have any tips or tricks? You know, I'm learning every day still. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say that's probably my number one tip is just to be flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be too hard on yourself. And it's okay to change the schedule. It's okay if things don't go the way that we plan. And I think just always being um, kind of up for, for whatever the day brings and mm-hmm. having a positive attitude on that goes a long way. Definitely. So. Um, and then, so speaking of that sort of similar, is there an app or a business tool or even just like something that you use daily? It doesn't even have to be for business. Like maybe it's the Starbucks app or something like that that you just love and use all the time that helps your life. Um, I'm trying to think of what apps I constantly get on. I honestly get on Instagram probably more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I used to do Pinterest for inspiration, but I, I'm primarily on Instagram now, whether it's for business or just personally browsing through, you know, do it yourself ideas or interior ideas. Um, that and the Amazon app, I will have to say. <laughs> yes. It makes life easier sometimes. <laughs> uh, where's your favorite place to vacation? I know, you know, a lot of your bracelets are named after different location, but where where would you say your favorite place is? Our, our favorite place is hands down Nantucket. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up going there, got married there, and I'm now raising my family to enjoy it. Um, and then I would say our, uh, the second runner up would be Turks and Caicos. Awesome. Um, Honestly, if there's a beach, I'll be there. (laughs) You'll take any beach. (laughs) Exactly. That's so fun. Uh, What's your go-to cocktail order or wine or even Starbucks? Um, Like what's your go-to sort of drink order? My go-to cocktail is pretty plain Jane. I'm a red wine drinker. Um, And in the the summer, I might have a light beer or margarita. But primarily red wine and recently – smoothies have been the craving of choice yeah so. <laughs> uh oh yeah yeah because you're pregnant so you can't drink yeah. right now but normally your red wine what what type yes. of red wine do you like italian oh. goes back to italy big and bold <laughs> yes. uh what's your current stack that you're obsessed with right now like what colors or what styles are, are you currently into and wearing the two stacks that I'm wearing really every single day are our Axe stack, which is mm-hmm. our Nantucket collection stack. It's our newest um, bracelet stack. And then also the Neon Rainbow stack is probably my all-time favorite. It's Can super you bright, just super colorful. Describe the Nantucket stack. I, I obviously know what it is because I have it, but for people yeah. listening, like what the colors are in it maybe. Yeah. So the Nantucket stack is a stack of five bracelets of um, the new colors we came out with this summer. They are representative of Nantucket. Um, And the the five colors are a cobblestone red, which is kind of like a brick red that represents all the cobblestones um, down Main Street. And the Gray Lady, which is um, a nickname for Nantucket, uh, mm-hmm. representing the fog. It's kind of a misty gray blue. We've got grassland, um, which is kind of a sage green, kind of um, beachy dune color. And shell, which is obviously representative of a seashell. Mm-hmm. Um, and hydrangea, 
for the Nantucket blue hydrangeas that you can find all over the island during the summer. I love that. It's such a pretty stack. Yeah, it's great. So what are some of your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Are there like interior design ones that you like or fashion bloggers? Like what are, you know, two or three accounts that you really like right now? Oh, let's see. I love to follow um, Palm Beach Lately. Mm -hmm. They've got great, um, I love their color palette kind of across the board on their profile. Um, Kind of for fun, I love to, to follow the Bucket List family. I don't know if you've heard of them, but this precious family that you you should go look at their story, but they basically just kind of packed up and packed their three kids and took off to do kind of just a world tour. Oh, wow. Um, And it's become this incredible journey that now I think Disney might even be working with them on a documentary or miniseries, but um, it's really just the coolest story. I mean, they just... They sold everything they had, packed their bags, and just didn't have a plan. They just went. Wow. Um, and their family's super sweet to watch. Um, and then if you need some color inspo, I love following the English Room. Yes. She is an interior designer, um, but is always featuring different brands and artists, and sh- everything is full of color. So, yeah. Of She's a good follow. <laughs> Um, now similar to that, what are some other brands you love to pair with your pieces? You know, right now we have done a lot with LaVia style. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a small, um, luxury captain boutique here in Dallas. And again, you know, they work with vintage fabrics, which we love and very colorful fabrics, which we also love. Um, but their pieces are, they're handmade. They are very one of a kind or very small batch. Um, they're super vibrant and they're easy to wear. I mean, it's made for all body types, which is incredible. They're beautiful. Um, they're really fun. Yeah. So I would say them, but then also, um, you know, like Lululemon, because I honestly am in workout clothes half the time. And our Maui collection goes just as great with the luxurious captains as they do with, you know, everyday workout clothes. Um, so, you know, kind of all over the spectrum, Aviator Nation's another fave. They've got great lounge clothes and fun colors. Definitely. I'd love that. Um, so what's next for you? Are there any sneak peeks like of a collection that maybe is coming out in the fall that you could tell us about or anything fun like that? I don't have um, any serious information I can give out yet, but we've got several, um, several new collections, some part of our Maui collection and then others that are totally different um, that are coming out in the next six months um, that we're super excited about. So Definitely stay tuned in and up to date um, for those. So my last question is, where can people find you? Um, Let us know your social media handles, your website address so that people can follow along and shop your products. Our Instagram and social media accounts are all under Gresham Jewelry. And our website is jewelrybygresham.com. Those are the two best places to, to look us up and check us out. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. 
Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 